the Samsung Neo QLED 8K TV featuring incredible color volume with 8K AI upscaling powered by 20 neural networks on an impossibly slim screen is the kind of TV that's so visually astounding, so unfathomably well-designed, it has to be seen to be believed. Don't believe me? Well, okay then. Radio has its limits. Samsung Neo QLED 8K, unreasonably good. Welcome to your Vibrant Life Podcast. My name is Haley, and my mission is to help busy, burnt-out individuals increase their energy naturally and discover how good their bodies are designed to feel. If you're struggling with digestion, body image, or fatigue, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be providing you with the simple and effective strategies that me and my clients use to feel vibrant every day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to your Vibrant Life podcast. I'm your host, Haley, and this is episode number 10. Flying solo today. I just want to throw out there, if you're enjoying the podcast so far, one thing you can do to support it is rate the podcast on your Apple or Spotify app and leave a review. I truly appreciate your ears and your time and your help in growing the podcast. I honestly can't believe that this is episode number 10, 10 weeks of podcasting so far. Let's get into today's episode. So today we're going to be talking about building a foundation for your health and happiness. Now in our health pillars coaching programs, this is one of our primary focuses as coaches is helping our clients to develop strong and stable foundations for their long-term health and happiness, a foundation that ultimately will help you to feel vibrant every single day. Now, I want to use a very simple analogy and probably, you know, oversimplifying to a certain extent, but it's going to help to explain the importance of developing a solid foundation. Imagine you're building a house. Your foundation is your lifestyle. The materials you build your house with are the foods and things that you're putting into your body. And the weather systems that come through are the stressors of your life. So you decide to build your house on unleveled land out of straw. So there's not much work that goes into the foundation. The foundation is unstable, unleveled land, and you decide to build it out of straw. The moment that the wind or the weather picks up, your straw house would collapse into a pile. The same way a house that experiences severe weather conditions needs a stronger foundation and better weatherproofing, if you live a high-stress lifestyle, it's even more important to build a strong foundation. That makes sense, right? So if we have a house that's built out of straw and there aren't any weather systems, that house might you know, withstand the tests of time. It might deteriorate over a length of time. However, if there aren't any major weather systems coming through, it's likely that that straw house will stay standing. Now, if that same straw house is exposed to weather systems, wind and rain, winter, storms, hurricanes, whatever is out there, it stands less likely of a chance of withstanding those weather systems. So in your life, we want to imagine the stress in your life to be the weather systems that are coming through. And, you know, stress is kind of an interesting subject to talk about because stress is highly subjective. What one person perceives as stress may not feel or be perceived as stress to another individual. For example, getting in a vehicle. If you have been in a vehicle and you've had trauma or been in a car accident before, getting into your vehicle may seem extremely stressful. It might trigger a stress response in your body that's subconscious. Now, a different person getting into a vehicle to drive to work may have little to no reaction to being in the car. So perception of stress plays a really big role in how impactful that stress is on our life. At the same time, 
you know, stress isn't something that we can necessarily hide from. And not all stress is bad. And so some stressors we want to view as a eustress or a positive stress in our life. Some of these things might be like writing an exam or applying for a new position at work, going to the gym. Those are positive stressors on the body to a certain extent, right? But remembering that stress is cumulative. So when we're looking at your lifestyle as a whole, if you're the kind of person who enjoys training at the gym or wants to train at the gym five to six times a week, if you're the kind of person who has a high stress job, maybe you're a nurse or you're working in a management position, and perhaps you have other stressors in your life as well. Maybe you have kids that you're looking after, and it's not necessarily that we're perceiving the children as the stress, but we know that that adds extra things to do on our to-do list in terms of grocery shopping, making sure that they're taken care of, making sure that they're getting to school on time. And so there are a lot more cumulative stresses in a family life than looking at perhaps a bachelor's life. So the same way a house that experiences severe weather conditions needs a stronger foundation and better weatherproofing, we need better stress resiliency if we're living a high stress lifestyle and a stronger foundation becomes even more essential and more imperative that you build a strong foundation if you're the kind of person who is always peddled to the metal. And that makes sense, right? So let's go a little bit deeper into how you could possibly build that foundation. In modern day society, you guys, stress accumulates really quickly, kind of like trash from mental, emotional stress of work and deadlines, relationship stress, finances, physical stressors, family life, all the way into things like overexposure to blue light, pollution, and then add in the personal choices like drugs and alcohol, as well as some of our environmental influences or our societal influences like the global pandemic. So when you have a strong foundation through your lifestyle habits, it's really what helped maintain our health long-term, no matter what storms you face in your life, no matter what adversity or challenges you're going through. If you have a weak foundation, on the other hand, an illness, a trauma, an injury may become catastrophic. And so I like to kind of see this as the leaky tap kind of analogy. So if your house had a foundation that had lots of cracks in it, even a small amount of stress like water. So we're going to use a leaky tap. So water as the, as the stressor, small amount of continual stress will eat away at those cracks in the foundation and eventually cause it to become unstable or to cause the building to collapse, right? So having a weak foundation or a weak structure or cracks in your foundation makes you more susceptible to things like illness, trauma, and injury. And those injuries or traumas or illnesses are no longer a single event. They may trigger a cascade of events and like I mentioned, become catastrophic. And this is really what we're working on preventing when we're talking about building a strong foundation for your future. So let's talk about some of the lifestyle choices that you can make to strengthen your foundation for your long-term health and happiness. Now, these are things we address immediately in our coaching programs. There's honestly not much point in doing food elimination diets or taking expensive supplements without first addressing the cracks in the foundation. And every week when I'm doing client check-ins, this is something that continually comes up in our conversations. You know, I'm not going to make adjustment to your training program. I'm not going to make an adjustment to your macros until we have those cracks in the foundation patched up and we're really working on simplifying your health and wellness strategy. And then we can build on it from there. So another you know, thing that we want to take a look at here is that even if you're building with the strongest materials, say that your diet is on point, you're eating, you know, you know your macros well, you're eating very clean, you're eating organic, you make an intense effort, you know, cook at home and not eat out or eat fast food. 
even if you're building with the strongest materials, if your foundation is cracking or leaking, it's not long before the structure and the stability of the building starts to deteriorate. It's the same with your diet. If you're eating a diet that is packed full of nutritionally dense foods, you're making a really good effort to cook your foods at home, you're not eating out often, you're making sure you're avoiding inflammatory foods, that's all great. However, if the foundation is not there, the foundation is unstable, then it's likely that there are still going to be problems in the building or in the structure in your body. So what might lead to some of those cracks, right? It's the same as your body. The foundations are simple and they're often overlooked. So let's talk about some of the simple things. I think too often we go straight to the food elimination diet or to the fad diet. We're going to go whole 30 and we're going to eliminate sugar and we're not going to have caffeine. And we're trying to you know, cut out all of these things, but we haven't paid attention to our foundations. We haven't paid attention to the things that truly matter, the things that are going to keep that building strong for a long period of time. Number one, you guys, first of all, is going to be sleep. And this one is so essential for your long-term health. And often one of the first things to be sacrificed in a busy lifestyle, trying to cram more and more into every day. It is something that we definitely see in today's society. We kind of see this hustle culture and it definitely feels like sleep is something that is easily sacrificed. We're staying up late to study for our exams. We're waking up extra early to try and get to the gym for our workout on time before we start our workday. Now, it's not that those things are bad. Studying for the exam is a good thing. Getting up to go to the gym is a good thing. But how many hours of sleep are you actually getting? We're talking about a sleep deficit. Anything under six hours of sleep is considered to be a sleep deficit. Chronic sleep deprivation actually results in atrophy in regions of the, the brain responsible for logical thinking. And we end up running more from our primitive or our reptilian brain. And what that means is that we're actually going to perceive stress as more stressful. So we're more likely to be reactive or irritable or frustrated, foggy thinking, not mentally as clear throughout the day. And so when we're chronically underslept or if we're undersleeping a little bit each night, we end up being in a long-term sleep deprivated state, and that can result in the atrophy in the regions of the brain responsible for our logical thinking. When we are running more from that primitive or reptilian brain, we're actually adding more stress to the system than necessary because we're operating from fight or flight mode. Chronic sleep deprivation is also going to affect things like our blood sugar regulation. It also increases our drive to eat food, specifically carbohydrates. And uh, when we're looking at this as a whole, it has a very negative impact on our hormones, specifically some of our important hormones for recovery, like our human growth hormone. So sleep is a podcast in its own. I can talk about sleep for hours. And if there is anyone that I can recommend to you who you know goes very in depth into the research and science in sleep, it's Matthew Walker. And he has a lot of really great podcasts. I know that he has a podcast with Dr. Rhonda Patrick, who's another one of my favorite health and wellness podcasters out there. They have a couple of really good podcasts together on sleep. And sleep is definitely something that I'll do a more in-depth podcast on for you guys. But I want to go through the rest of the foundations in today's podcast. Another important factor in your foundation is going to be number two. This is daily movement. I think we all understand that the benefits of exercise are there. You know, the benefits of exercise are well studied and proven over and over again. You know, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a secret here though. It doesn't need to be hardcore. Your fitness doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't even have to be overly uncomfortable. A daily walk and two to four days a week of lifting weights for 30 to 45 minutes is enough, right? 
the benefits of exercise are well studied, but I think sometimes we get so caught up in all of these fancy workout programs and exercise routines and, you know, beach body and hit classes. But at the end of the day, it doesn't need to be hardcore. It doesn't need to be complicated. It doesn't have to be overly uncomfortable. Shouldn't be waking up in pain every day from the workout before. Like I mentioned, a daily walk, you know, getting anywhere from eight to 10,000 steps a day and aiming for two to four days a week of lifting weights. Exercise, you guys, not only increases the endorphins that make us feel good, it also improves our digestion. A little 10 minute walk after one of your meals can really help to improve your digestion. So that's going to be our part or second piece of the foundation that's really important. And so any of my clients that come to me in their check-ins, if they're not sleeping well, and if they are not you know, getting daily movement in, those are going to be some of the primary things that we're focusing on. Water is going to be the next one. Water seems like an obvious one, but I'm honestly shocked at how many clients I've worked with that were drinking less than a liter a day. So you'd be surprised how much more energy you have when you drink adequate water. When you're dehydrated, you're less mentally clear. It's likely that you will also perceive stress to be more stressful. It's also important for the function of our major internal organs, things like your kidneys, your liver, your intestines. And I think, you know, when we're looking at, you know, how important it is to have water coming in throughout the day, we can kind of overlook the importance and the simplicity of water. You know, then we're going to be reaching for the alkaline water. We're going to be talking about having, you know, the water that has the minerals added to it. There's all these like, you know, fancy things out there again, when it comes to water, but at the end of the day, you guys just plain filtered drinking water. And I say filtered because our tap water does come with a lot of contaminants and metals and things in there. And so, you know, having a Brita filter or something at home, you know, can really improve the quality of the water that you're drinking. I have a lot of people ask me as well, like does soda or does juice or coffee, does it count towards my daily water intake? And, you know, quite plain and simple, my answer is going to be no, because then our drive is to find any liquid beverage that likely comes along with added sugars and other, you know, maybe less desirable things for our body. And so looking for plain and simple water and my kind of baseline for women is between two to three liters. If you're an active woman around three liters a day, and then for three to four liters for men, if you're the kind of guy who's, you know, working a physical job or kind of girl who's working a physical job, then perhaps you're sitting around that four liter mark more consistently possibly even up to five liters. If it's really hot out, you know, you're crushing it at the gym, you're working outside, you're working physical labor in those instances when our water intake is so high, just, you know, a gentle reminder that you're going to be flushing out some of your body's electrolytes and salts, and that it's likely you want to be replacing those. One quick tip here for your water. And this is something you can take home and put in your back pocket for the day is to put a pinch of sea salt in your water and don't go grab your table salt off of a restaurant table. You want to make sure that you have like, you know, good sea salt that has not been chemically processed. There's a big difference, actually. Table salt can cause cellular dehydration where it actually pulls water out of the cell versus salt that has not been chemically altered. And that will actually bring water into the cell and help with our electrical balance. So super important, you guys, to make sure that you're not dumping table salt into your water here, but a pinch of natural sea salt in one liter of water. Now that might sound gross. You're like, you want to put salt in my water, but it honestly makes your water wetter and it shouldn't taste salty. Like the amount of salt I'm asking you to put in is just a tiny, tiny pinch. Like dip your finger in your salt and then tap it into the water. It's a tiny pinch of salt. And 
And it goes a long way. It actually increases your intracellular hydration by drawing water into your cells and helping with your body's natural electrical balance. Good electrical balance means good energy, right? So little tip there for you, one pinch of sea salt in every liter of water. So you might think that the next area that I'm going to focus is on nutrition, but it's honestly not. Nutrition is what we're going to build the house with. But first of all, we need to have that foundation. The next area of focus is self-image and stress. So one of my favorite quotes is you cannot heal your body if you hate it. And this is really true. So if you're out there exercising because you're upset about what you see in the mirror or you're eating a salad because you despise your body and you're uncomfortable with the way you look, you're eventually going to get tired of hating yourself and attacking your body with exercise and restricting yourself restricting your foods. And that can usually lead us into kind of like binge and purge cycles, as well as yo-yo dieting. You cannot heal your body if you hate it. We get stuck in these negative loops and our thought patterns are triggering our stress hormones. So it's not, you know, just a simple, you know, kind of straightforward perspective of if if you're acting out of self-hate, it's very hard to heal. We also have to understand that those thought patterns, those negative thought patterns where we are stressing about our body image or negative self-talk, it actually is triggering our stress hormones. And that can leave our body in a constant state of fight or flight, which, you know, renders it unable to heal or recover naturally. So chronic stress is is honestly dangerous. And when we're talking about chronic stress, I kind of talk about it as like the plague of the 21st century. And now, now we have a global pandemic going on. So I'm not sure if I can do that anymore, but chronic stress is dangerous. And it's important to take an honest look at your relationship with yourself and the world around you. Sometimes it's about shifting your perception of what is stressful to view it more as a challenge. You know, we're talking about the foundations in our health and well-being. And we've talked a little bit about the importance importance of sleep in your foundation. We've talked about the importance of daily movement. We've talked about the importance of getting enough water. And now we're talking a little bit about the importance of operating from a place of self-care and empathy rather than from a place of self-hatred. And that's a really key piece in the foundation of your health and well-being, because if your foundation is built on hate and despite and anger or frustration towards yourself, it's going to come crumbling down. Of course, you guys, we also want to talk a little bit about the weather system. So what are we weathering? What are the storms that we're sitting in in our day-to-day life? So a little bit of a recap there on, you know, what's in our foundation, how are we building that foundation. We want to make sure that we're getting adequate sleep at least seven hours a night. We want to make sure that we're moving our bodies on a daily basis around 10,000 steps a day, eight to 10,000 steps a day, and then aiming for two to four weight training or weightlifting strength training sessions a week. And then also taking a look at how much water you're drinking, making sure you're getting between that two to four liters of filtered water on a daily basis. Lastly is perception of self and your relationship with yourself as you know, really what's the glue, what's holding together that foundation. Like I mentioned before, if you're exercising from a place of shame or guilt or hatred, that foundation will be very unstable long-term. And so we want to start operating from a place of, you know, self-appreciation and and self-care. And it's not about, you know, necessarily looking in the mirror and trying to force yourself to decide that you're happy where you're at. It's not what it's about. It's about understanding and, you know, viewing yourself in the mirror as having potential and, you know, being honest with yourself, radically 
honest and, and looking at yourself and saying, you know what, I'm not living up to my true potential, but moving forward, I will, I am living up to my full potential and I'm taking my, I'm taking responsibility for my health and well-being and for my happiness. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the storms now, the, the storms that we weather in our day-to-day life and, you know, the perception of our, our stressors in our life, I think is something that we can discuss a little bit here near the end of this episode. So shifting perception of stress can be really challenging because a lot of times the patterns and feedback loops that we've created for ourselves are there to protect us. You know, maybe we've had an event where we were humiliated or embarrassed or physically or mentally or emotionally traumatized or injured. You know, oftentimes our body will, you know, revert back to those triggers as, you know, those triggers for stress. But if we can take conscious control and spend more of our time in a sense of deeper self-awareness rather than running on autopilot, we're able to actually shift our perception of stress and shift away from stress and more towards challenges. So when we're talking about, you know, day-to-day life, when we're faced with constant stressors, it makes us want to hide and kind of, you know, duck away from the stress in our life versus viewing something as challenging. If you view something as challenging, it's almost like our, you know, as a human being, you want to step up to that challenge. It's like, you know, playing a sport. If you've ever played team sports, you view beating that other team as a challenge. Maybe you're running a race, you're running, you know, five kilometer race or you're going for a 10 kilometer race, you view it as a challenge, even though, you know, the race that you're participating in is a stress on the body. If we view it as a challenge, it becomes more exciting and more liberating. And we challenge ourselves to work through whatever adversity we're facing in our lives and to grow from it, to learn from it ultimately, rather than to hide away from it. So I do work with a lot of nurses in the program and come to me in their check-ins and say, this week was really stressful. Like, okay, well, can you, you know, maybe identify some of the stressors that you faced in your job and do you want to talk about it? So we'll talk about, you know, identifying some of the stresses that they might've faced or experienced. And then, you know, some of the stresses, it's quite obvious that that is, you know, a stressful event, but how can we start to shift our perception? away from just gathering everything and throwing it in the stress bucket and starting to sift through and, you know, is this something that, you know, I really need to, to be worried about? Is this something that, you know, I can let go of? It's out of my control. Or is this something that I can work through? Is this something that I can overcome? Is this something that I can get better at? Can I get better at managing it? You know, maybe one of your biggest stressors is that you don't have enough time. So rather than saying, I feel stressed because I don't have enough time in my day, can you view it as a challenge and an opportunity to be better at time management? Yeah. And so when we're talking about, you know, weathering the storms of life, a lot of those storms come from inside. Of course, you know, we're going to have, you know, the storms that are going on outside, whether it's politics or pandemics and, you know, things that are, you know, really out of our control. What makes those things destructive to us is when we bring them into our home, when we bring them into, our body in a sense and attach ourselves to the outcome or try to control the events or the outcome or want to be in control. Sometimes releasing control and finding a place of acceptance can really be liberating in a sense of diffusing or dispersing stress in your life. So that's kind of it for today, you guys. Once the foundations are taken care of, sleep, water, and building that foundation on, you know, from a place of self-care and self-love and personal growth, and then incorporating your daily movement. I think I skipped over that. So when you're 
sleep, your water, your daily movement, and operating from a place where you're looking to grow and be the best version of yourself. That's when we can start to take a closer look at your training and your nutrition strategy. So we can start to take a closer look at fine tuning the foods that are going into your body. We can take a closer look at, you know, what you're doing in the gym and performance outcomes that you're looking for. Maybe you're looking to improve your physique or you want to improve, you know, your pace. Maybe you're a runner. Maybe you're the kind of person who's training for something more strength-based. Once the foundations are taken care of, now we can start to take a closer look at that nutrition strategy. We can start to build on the foundation. We can start to look at the training strategy and we can start to manipulate those stressors as positive or use stresses in your life to create change and to help you to achieve your goals that you set out to achieve. Once you have a solid foundation, it's a lot easier to practice things like flexible dieting without suffering consequences. Meaning if you want to go out and enjoy a few drinks on occasion or have the burger and fries when you're out, you know, those things aren't necessarily going to throw you off. With a shaky foundation, you guys, even the smallest stress, like a night on the booze can wreak havoc on your body. I said that we were coming to the end here. And then I just wanted to talk a little bit more in depth about food intolerances, because this is, you know, something that I just experienced personally for myself recently, actually, just in the last couple of weeks. So food intolerances are a sign of, you know, really poor gut integrity and healing your gut you know, may require eliminating some food irritants like corn or dairy or gluten from your diet. And when I suffered with, you know, severe gut dysbiosis and leaky gut, I ate dairy-free. I ate gluten-free. Otherwise I would suffer from severe fatigue, acne, irritability, hormone imbalances, mood swings. Now, however, I'm able, I actually just went on, recently went on a vacation with my boyfriend and I was able to have a couple of drinks. I was able to go out and have a burger. I was able to enjoy things that I wouldn't usually eat in the comfort of my home with very little consequence. Now, if I'd done that in the past with an unstable foundation, I wasn't taking care of my body properly. My foundation wasn't there. The moment I had dairy or gluten, I would have a very severe and strong reaction that would be, you know, catastrophic. It would cause me a days or weeks of suffering. And so now I'm able to enjoy my quality of life more freely because my foundation is strong. Now, it doesn't mean that once my foundation is built, I can eat whatever I want and just give it up. You have to continually maintain that foundation foundation for your long-term health. And just remember as well that, you know, stressors add up, they're cumulative. So alcohol, refined sugar, processed foods are all creating internal inflammation and internal stress. And so we do really want to make sure that we're creating a blueprint for your health by building, you know, building yourself a healthy, happy life from the ground up. Each individual, you guys, every single one of you listening to this is going to have a slightly different blueprint based on your needs and your goals, but the pillars are going to remain the same. And so at Health Pillars, we do focus on nutrition, fitness, recovery, and mindset. If you would like a custom blueprint, you can find me on Instagram and DM me vibrant. We can have a chat about the programs and services that we offer here at health pillars. I hope you guys have an amazing day. Thank you so much for tuning into your vibrant life podcast, peace, love, and protein. I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to your vibrant life podcast. I had so much fun and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to catch your weekly dose of health and wellness. If you found value in this episode, the number one thing you can do to support the show is to share this episode with someone who could benefit or leave a review. If you'd like to find out more about the online programs and services available at Health Pillars, go to healthpillars.ca and click Let's Work Together to fill out an application. I'd love to help you create your vibrant life.
the Samsung Neo QLED 8K TV featuring incredible color volume with 8K AI upscaling powered by 20 neural networks on an impossibly slim screen is the kind of TV that's so visually astounding, so unfathomably well-designed, it has to be seen to be believed. Don't believe me? Well, okay then. Radio has its limits. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good.